Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jerry Lopez, also known as Spanglish. Indy Spanglish. At Indy Spanglish on social media. Filling in for Jason Hammer. We'll go straight to the hotline and bring on host of the Tony Kinnett cast. Your show uh, happening weeknights here, 93 WIBC, starting at 7 o'clock. Tony, how are you? I am managing after the shenanigans of last night. <laughs> We're going to get to the election. I want to get your thoughts here uh, in Central Indy and statewide, and also what happened here in the Midwest with Ohio, Kentucky, and Virginia, and what that means for Republicans. But another piece of news that has actually kind of been suppressed is this leaked uh, tranifesto, if you will, from the Nashville school shooter. Uh, Steven Crowder, I believe, got his hands on photographs of the manifesto. What did we learn from this thing, and where do we go moving forward? Uh, we learned exactly what we suspected, which is that this manifesto didn't say things about, well, I was just really oppressed by Christians and their anti-trans rhetoric, and it really hurt my It didn't say that, and it also didn't say just rambling, coherent, incoherent, babbling, like a truly insane person might say, like, Jupiter told me to do it. Like, we didn't see that. What we saw was textbook DEI anti-capitalist nonsense, Hmm. where the shooter, a white person, by the way, ranted about the evils of rich white children with their mop blonde hair and go into rich private schools, which, by the way, this was not like a rich private school. Uh, This was just an evangelical Christian school in the area that had students of every walk of life attending. And uh, by the way, it should also be stated that the shooter did not just shoot rich white children, but shot children who were from middle class homes and poor homes as well. Mm. And this is just, again, the unhinged decolonization rhetoric that BLM uses to support Hamas, the same unhinged rhetoric that they use to make excuses when uh, rioters burnt down places in Indianapolis, in Kenosha, and Minneapolis in 2020. And this is the exact kind of stuff that's being taught to your kids in schools by these woke teachers. This is the same kind of filth that drove eugenics in the 1930s and has driven every racial conflict in the last two centuries, which is it's all about those rich colonizing oppressors, and it's, it's garbage. You know, what's interesting is that, oh, you know, you named the various incidents around the country, and most of those were based on lies. Almost every single one of those incidents where BLMs went out here in protest, whether it's Hands Up, Don't Shoot, or, or the shooting in Kenosha, or even now the Tranifesto, where I think it was reported that the, the shooter actually attended that school as a child. Right. And and here we are. We're going to go through this exact same swirl of garbage in which this is shuffled under the rug because it does not fit what the left says is responsible for all crime in the country, which is it's all white supremacy. It's all super evil. It's all Islamophobia. It's these MAGA red evil people that are holding up Jesse Smollett in college with a subway sandwich. That's the real problem. But when you actually take a look at the incidents, it is more consistent with mentally ill individuals who have not received treatment, who have no idea 
how to function that are going on these insane rampages and destroying communities based on this horrific rhetoric that the left continues to perpetuate. And honest to God, they are driving through this insane race war on the name of decolonization. It is it's it's hideous. And by the way, Tony, you you mentioned something just then that you know a light bulb went off in my head i want to know what role i mean this was a a, a girl transitioning into a man i want to know what role if any some of the drugs that you have to take to do a procedure like that had on you know what kind of effects they, that had on the shooter so i want to be very clear we have no idea what we are doing when we are messing with hormones the endocrine system of the human body is incredibly complex and every time you mess with it, by the way, we, we did some hormonal, uh, let's say, experimentation with women and menopause in the 80s and the 90s. And we found out something. First of all, when you mess with the human hormonal imbalances, you get cancer. The carcinogen increase, the, the risk of cancer and, and your encounter with carcinogens after messing with your endocrine system skyrockets. Uh, and that isn't just limited to women going through menopause. Anytime you mess with a person's hormones and how their body responds to things, especially with testosterone, with estrogen, uh, even all the way down to serotonin, you change how the body works in ways that we don't even understand. So, yes, you can cause someone based, based on messing with their hormones to go into these uh, insane manic episodes where they might be aggressively violent. By the way, this is one of the, the reasons that Florida has dealt not only with the fentanyl crisis, but with situations regarding bath salts. Bath salts r- mess up your body in a similar way that a lot of these psychotropic hormonal treatments do, and they can cause individuals to quite literally fly off the handle and commit mass acts of violence. We have no idea what we're doing when we mess with a person's hormones. None at all. No one in the medical field completely understands the human endocrine system. Speaking with Tony Kennett here on the Hammer Nigel Show, one more thing, and then we move on to some some different topics. But this manifesto gets leaked out. We know now that it was partially racially motivated. The evil well, white the, privilege. The first three pages yes, are leaked the, I'm out. Sorry, we still the first, have no idea what the rest says. Exactly. First three pages or photographs of the pages talk about uh, white privilege and, you know, that is, you know, some of that stuff I'm reading there, it sounds sort of DEI-ish and it just confirms, you know, the Justice Department, when they got their hands on this manifesto, knew it was racially motivated, but didn't and has not investigated this as a hate crime. You had KJP coming out with a bunch of statements about the trans community immediately Mm -hmm. after this happened, just like Hamas brutally slaughters 1,400 Israelis and Kamala Harris comes out and warns us against Islamophobia. What is going on? They understand that if you carry these horrible ideologies to their natural conclusion, this is the end result. This is not a fluke. This is not something went wrong in the meantime. This is the end result. And you know where we saw this played out? From 1951 through modern times in Africa. This is the exact same kind of horrible ethnic cleansing that comes. It starts out with this kind of rhetoric. Well, you know, there's really a lot of white privilege and and things that people who happen to be white perpetuate. Then it moves to all white people are complicit. Then it moves to all white people are white supremacy. And then before long, you're telling kids day after day that your opponents, those Jews in Israel, are just that they want to kill you and slaughter you. And you indoctrinate children into believing that their political opponents or people that that they don't like are Nazis. Mm. 
What's the only natural yeah. response to being told there is a Nazi right in front of you? The answer is violence. This is the natural conclusion, and that's why KJP and, and the other members of the Biden administration, like Kamala Harris, they don't speak out against this. Because genuinely, if you speak out against this from this point of view, it brings into question an entire facet of what students in our schools are being taught. Tony Kennett, host of the Tony Kennett cast, weeknights here on 93 WIBC at 7 o'clock. What did you think your overall impression of, uh, you know, the the election here in Indiana? We'll start with Marion County and work our way out. Uh, what I knew was going to happen happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the margins that, that I predicted, by the way, um, Republicans very underperformed. A lot of uh, Republicans didn't choose Shreve, but also notably, uh, a lot of Democrats who were supposedly supposed to flip for Shreve based on his visionary anti-gun policies and his, you know, telling everyone, well, hey, I'm not going to have the police enforce state health law regarding, you know, abortion and investigations. <laughs> that was supposed to flip Democrats over. And I don't think one Democrat flipped and voted for Shreve. I don't think there was one. And again, I, I, I said it. You said it, Jerry. You said it. We've talked about this for months and I don't like to gloat, but at the same time, how many times do we have to be right before people start realizing maybe we should win an election for a change? What, what's it going to take? How many for, times? What's it going to take for Indianapolis to switch? I mean, doesn't get no much, much worse than Hogsett. Uh, Shreve came out here and spent thirteen million dollars of his own money. How, how can how can conservatives actually make headway in Marion County? Well, here's the secret: people don't vote against people. People vote for people. There have been very few cases in the last several decades in which people have come out to vote against a candidate. Most likely, if people don't like a candidate, they stay home or they leave a spot blank. People only vote for candidates that they like most times. And so what Republicans need to figure out is how to get a candidate that doesn't sacrifice half of his values in order to simp for an ideology that's unpopular in the city. They need to bring forth a candidate who I know is a conservative, and doesn't have to be like super far-right preacher conservative. That's not what I'm talking about. But a decent fiscally conservative, socially conservative or moderate in the position who has a plan for Indianapolis. Shreve had no plan for Indianapolis. He said platitudes from the beginning of his campaign to the end. There was no plan. People had no reason to vote for him. Just simply being not hogs, that's not enough to flip a city. Boy, Joe Biden has had a bad couple of weeks. But the Democrats had an amazing night uh, when we're talking about elections in Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia, just to name a few. What happened here and what is the main cause? A lot of people are talking about abortion. What happened? So what you're first of all, we'll, we'll work backwards. Okay. Uh, the, the, there's currently a scapegoat that's going around the country where we're going to sit here and pretend, oh, oh this, this time it's abortion around the country. Everyone really didn't like abortion. And so that's why all of these elections change. Only a few elections in the country focused on abortion. Very, very few of them, which means that abortion cannot be the central cause for all of the Democrat victories in the country. That's called a scapegoat. A scapegoat is what happens when you do not like the results of something, so you create something else to put the blame on. And we've seen this before, guys. Republicans have lost the last six elections in a row. The last six years. 
we haven't performed. And we've had a scapegoat every time. The year before uh, a year before this, it was entitlement reform. People really don't want entitlement reform. Don't touch their Medicare. The year before that, it was about, oh, it's a, it's a referendum on, on Trump again. And, it's a people re- and then before that, and we, we do this year after year. We come up with some kind of an excuse. Republicans didn't fund over here. Oh, it's actually Joe Biden. Oh, it's election fraud. People don't want to address that Republicans do not know how to win an election right now. You know, it's odd that you mentioned the last six years because the chairman for the GOP has been Ron McDaniel for uh. the last six years. So who picked that chairman well, I mean, of the GOP? It, it seems to me like the uh, like the like the Vegas Raiders have more accountability than the than the <laughs> GOP right now. Like what what do we have to do to to to, to fix this? Well, again, you have to provide first of all a leader of the RNC that has a plan. Trump picked the niece of Mitt Romney to run the RNC. That was his fault. Trump sucks at picking people. He, and again, I voted for Trump twice. If he wins the nominee, I'll, I'll, I'll vote for him again. But it needs to be stated, Trump needs to stop picking people. When Trump picks candidates, they lose and they lose big. Trump picks people like the, the Cleveland Browns pick safeties. It's garbage. <laughs> I'm sick of pretending that he's any good at picking people. So that's number one. Number two, you basically have the establishment who wants to put dead corpses that are corporate shills up for election. And then you have populists who want to put nutcases who think that 5G cell phone towers cause autism up for candidates. <laughs> and then those are the two choices. And the average voter looks at that and goes, no, I'm not going in to vote for that. I'm not going to get out and knock on doors for that. I'm not going to get out and knock on doors for Mitch McConnell. And I'm not going to get out there and knock on doors for Carrie Lake. Both are bad. You know what wins? Good candidates that have a plan that can do good governance and also are competent on social policy. I'm not going to sit here and, oh, it's actually about abortion and Republicans need to be Democrats in order to win election. No, because Republicans have been pro-life for a long time. And it was never an issue. And all of a sudden we need a scapegoat. So, oh, it's all abortion across the country. Look, in Ohio, yes, it was an issue. In Kentucky, yes, it was an issue. In Virginia, that wasn't on the ballot. In Pennsylvania, it wasn't on the ballot. In North Carolina, it wasn't on the ballot. In Texas, Nevada, California, those things weren't on the ballot. Republicans still lost. Why? Because there is no leadership. No one has a plan for where we're going. And because the only two choices are either Mitch McConnell corporate chill corpses or populist MAGA voter running individuals who also don't have a plan and just screech about conspiracy theories all day and also don't have a plan to govern. Tony Kennett, Tony Kennett cast tonight at seven o'clock. Tony, have a great night. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel show.